0: I go back for check ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844 346 1800. 844 346 1800 or go
1: to awaken180weightloss.com. The Dad Lion Podcast, because parenting is a complicated profession. Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Dad DeLorean podcast. I am your host, Andrew, and we are back for another episode. If you noticed, the music is still off from our usual episode music. Well, uh, we're still experiencing technical difficulties with our previous recording setup. And so we are doing what I am calling the world's jankiest podcasting setup right now. I am currently in my walk-in closet, surrounded by the noise cancellation of every piece of clothing in here. And I have managed to hook my microphone up to the rack in front of me, and I am standing here talking to you. So, yeah, I I, I would post pictures of this, but honestly, it's a little bit embarrassing, so I'm not even going to go there. But, uh, yeah, that is... What we are up to this week still trying to troubleshoot what's going on with the soundboard. I might need to replace a cable. I'm not 100% sure. So uh, we're still working on that. But any case got a great episode for you on episode 19. First thing that I want to talk about this week is actually our first union of the dad DeLorean covert. And that is, as you might know, our membership program where you get to support the podcast and in addition to that you get invites to meetups sort of things. Right now they're not in person type of things. Right now it was actually this week it was our founding member Dave and I were together playing a game of Star Wars Squadrons. And you know what? We were absolutely terrible like I'm not gonna lie like we I think lost all of the games that we played but you know what we had a lot of fun we just did party chats or it was just the two of us we were talking about life and all of the fun nerd stuff that we've been going through all of that and uh, yeah that was that was a really fun experience I appreciate Dave coming out for that if you want to be involved in our next one Definitely go ahead. You can go to buymeacoffee.com and we do have our membership program there. It's buymeacoffee.com slash the dad and you can find our membership program there. If you don't want to do a long-term membership, you can always go ahead and just do a one-time gift either way. Whatever you provide does support the podcast and we do appreciate anything that you are able to give to kind of help keep us running and paying the bills. So, we are talking this week, it's spring break. I don't know for everybody else, but it was spring break for my wife and it was spring break for our boys. And so we got to spend a little time and you know, being still middle of our pandemic or whatever is going on right now, uh, didn't do a whole lot, stayed around the house most of the time. I did get some work done on my brother-in-law's headboard that's for their wedding gift, which I need to get finished because uh, I kind of need to get that down to her parents so that they can take it down with them for the wedding then we can follow down in our smaller vehicle because there's no way in heck this thing is going to fit in my journey and we're not taking the truck down. So yeah, that's what we're up to. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So it was a good week off. Didn't do a whole lot. We did wind up going out on the weekend and actually spending time at the coast with our boys. It was, I don't think it was Alton's or no, it was not Alton's first time. It was not Austin's first time I don't think I think he may have gone one other time after he was born but it was the first time where he really got to play out there and my wife is in the other room she might be correcting me actually I don't think she can hear me right now because she's got headphones on because she didn't want to disrupt my recording so uh yeah any case we're just gonna go ahead and say that it was Austin's first time because I think it may have actually been Austin's first time but I don't know for sure. Bottom line, we wound up going to the beach and uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Oregon, Oregon beaches are not like California beaches. It's not really that warm. The water is definitely not worth swimming in. Mostly it's good for crabbing, clam digging, that sort of thing. And flying kites is another great thing. But this time of year in particular, it is still pretty freaking cold. Not going to lie. So We wound up going out to Lincoln City, and we had a couple things in mind that we wanted to do. One of them was to eat at Moe's. Well, we went to Moe's the very first thing, and it turns out that they were experiencing a line, which is not exactly unexpected because they are, in fact, a uh, popular destination in Lincoln City. And on top of that, with them being reduced to 50% capacity, they kind of needed fewer people coming through. And that was actually kind of interesting because it was about a two-hour wait. But thanks to COVID, which I never thought I would say I would be thankful for it, but one of the weirdly good things to come out of it is... They don't make you just wait in line until you can get a table at Moe's anymore. Now you leave your phone number, they tell you they'll text you, you get a text message that tells you what place you are in line, how long you've been waiting, and how long the person who's currently in line was waiting, and uh, so yeah, it was about a two and a half hour wait by the time it was all said and done, but we were fine because at that point we got our spot in line, wound up going ahead and walking the beach. This was our first time at the beach with the boys' new wagon, which is something that, you know, my wife got this really cool foldable wagon. It's a radio flyer. Like, it's not like the one that I grew up with. You know, if you were my age or older, you probably remember the radio flyer wagon as being the iconic metal wagon, some of them with the board sides on it. Yeah, this is not that. This thing is fabric, and it's lightweight, and it folds down. It's got a cover that pops up. It's got straps on either end for the boys. bottle holders on it like i mean this thing it's it's nice because it actually does provide the ability to take a wagon with you just about anywhere like i don't think i'd be able to fit a regular wagon in our vehicle i could fit it in the truck but we don't take the truck most of the places that we go because fuel economy so that was what we brought along what we did figure out very quickly was that it is not really designed to be a beach cruiser which is evidenced by the fact that it was just kind of sinking into the sand. It took the two of us pushing and pulling, which the nice thing about this particular one is it actually has the option to push from behind. So there is a handlebar on the backside that lets you push, or you can grab the handle in the front and pull it. So my wife and I were tag teaming it and pulling and pushing all at the same time to make sure that they were uh, moving through there. It was a very hard fought walk to get to a spot on the beach. And then we get there. Austin wasn't sure about it at first. Then he kind of warmed up to it and then started just dumping sand on himself as this boy is liable to do. Meanwhile, Alton did not want to get out of the wagon and proceeded to just kind of hang out in the wagon and complaining about how cold it was because it was cold and it was windy, even though it was a beautiful sunny day. Like, you know, it's the type of day that you normally expect to see on a spring in Oregon, which is, you know, nice, but not as warm as California that's pretty much how it is. So that was uh, what we wound up doing there. We wound up taking everything back, got to the car. The other thing that we did there, I almost forgot. This was actually before we went to get in line at Moe's. We actually stopped to get, my wife and I have a tradition where we actually get a glass float at Anniversary. And it's not always a glass float. It started out, the story goes, back in 2011 on our first anniversary we you know we're young kids trying to get out of debt weren't going anywhere fancy for our anniversary but we needed to get away and so we wound up going out to the coast at a little bed and breakfast on the silence bay that actually you could see most from our room so that was pretty cool but we wound up going out and staying there. And then we picked up to commemorate our anniversary, a glass orb or in this specific case, one of the floats that they have. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Lincoln city, they actually have a tradition that they do every year. They're not doing it currently because of COVID, but the finders keepers where the glass artists in Lincoln city go and they make glass floats and they get hidden out on the beach. And if you find one, you get to keep it, you get to register it, all of that fun stuff. Well, we, we, Wound up going most years to the coast to find one. We've had a couple exceptions on that. We've gotten two things from Disneyland when we were at Disneyland. One year we got a Mickey Mouse ornament that was uh, bulb-like. You know, it was an orb, but it had two orbs for the ears. So, you know, it kind of fit the bill. And then we also got a little crystal mickey inside of a little ball ornament so we've got those two from disneyland and then one year we were back in minnesota for my wife's grandmother's funeral and while we were there we wound up picking up a minnesota themed um christmas ornament that was available there i think it was hand painted if i remember correctly it might just be tchotchke i don't know for sure i'd have to go back and look but uh either case it was just a beautiful little ornament that kind of commemorated the fact that we were there for our anniversary and so that was that was that but this year because of covid we didn't wind up going out to get ourselves one of those ornaments because we didn't know what was going to be open all of that stuff you know everything was in lockdown So you just don't roll out to the coast for uh, everything to be closed basically is what it boils down to. So we wound up going and getting our glass float this year. And this year it was very interesting because we, I told my wife ahead of time, I wanted to kind of, if we could splurge on one, if there was one that she really, really liked that was a little bit more than we'd normally spend, because usually we spend in the $35 to $50 range for those floats, but they, if you know anything about these floats, they can run pretty expensive, you know, anywhere from, you know, depending on the size, $100, and, or 100 and to maybe even $200, and so... It was one of those things I told her, I said, if you find one that you really like, I don't want to have it be a situation where it's like, we just don't do it. Like, this is our 10th anniversary orb. We want to make sure that it's special. And we wound up looking through and there's a glass studio down there near Silas Bay where there's the studio on one side. You can go, you can blow your own glass. They've got a gallery there where you can buy stuff. And then across the way is another gallery called Volta which is connected to the two of them. They're the share manager, but it was one of those things where it's just two different locations that offer basically the same stuff except one doesn't have the glass blowing studio attached. So we went over to Volta and the lady, there was super kind, like she was on her lunch break, but she's like, you know, I even sucker for people with kids. Come on in. And so we went around and we looked, and we happened to go back into kind of their sale room. And in their sale room, they have a bunch of stuff that, you know, maybe they're trying to clearance it out, and they've got markdowns, all of that. We found this really unique one. It kind of looks like a pumpkin. If you follow me on Instagram, I believe I have posted it. If I haven't posted it yet, I will definitely go and repost it. But basically, the photo, or if you look at it, it kind of looks like a pumpkin is basically what I kind of think of when I look at it, you know. It is very ornate. It definitely isn't perfect. There's some spots on it where you look at it and you go, "Oh, okay, maybe it's a little bit imperfect." But honestly, this is a piece of art. I don't feel like it has to be perfect, and I think pursuing perfection in art like maybe a noble goal, but at the same time, like the imperfections are sometimes what makes it. So, But the other thing that was interesting about this one is it actually looks like it may have been one of the Finders Keepers ones because when you flip it over and look at it, it's actually got a stamp on it from 2012. And looking online, I found similar Finders Keepers ones where they'd had that stamp on the bottom with the date and where it was from and so i thought that was very interesting well it wasn't marked with a price we decided we liked that one we thought better than some of the other ones like there was a couple others that you know if it was in the similar price range we probably would have picked but we go to the lady and we're like, well, this one doesn't have a price. Do you happen to know? And she's like, well, I'll have to check with the manager. She said, I know that these normally run at this size at about $225. She said, because it's in this area, I'm guessing it's probably about $100. But she said, I let to check with my manager. So she texts the manager, sends the pictures, and kind of goes back and forth, figuring out this is the size, this sort of thing. All of that stuff. And so I'm in the back of my mind thinking, okay, this is probably gonna be out a hundred bucks, which you know, that's the top. If it's one of those things like we're gonna have a discussion one way or the other. Is it gonna be something where we get this one or did we like one of the other ones better at that price point? Well, she comes back and she's like, I'm pretty sure the manager's making an error, but I'm not even gonna question it because you were getting a smoking deal. She said, thirty-five dollars. And I'm like, Did you mean one hundred and thirty five? She said, No, thirty-five. I'm like I know good and well what this thing is worth. And I re- poked my head out, told my wife and she's like, yep, we'll take it. So we took it and it's, I mean, it's significantly bigger than our others, but you know, the thing about it is really, I mean, it's the 10th anniversary. So of course we kind of wanted to have one that stands out. And so that has been kind of our thing was just doing that every year. And so that was the, you know, it's about five months late, but we did finally wind up getting our glass glass um, float for this year. So that's, that's exciting. So now we've got 10 of them. I should probably take pictures of these and post them so that you guys can see them because they're really very cool. Kind of everything that we've got for them. And honestly, I probably need to catalog which ones are from which year, because it's something that I've probably been a little bit lax in doing. So regardless, that was what we were up to this weekend. We had some fun with that wound up going and going over to the outlet malls for a little bit, decided that I did not want to wait in line for Nike as bad as the line was. I've only made the trips out to the outlet malls on Saturdays and the lines have been absurd as of late. I think I need to make a jaunt over on a weekday and maybe then I can find something that's not terrible. So I need to get a new pair of shoes, but at the same time I'm not really wearing shoes all that often because I'm at home all the time. So it's one of those give or take, like I can wait it out sort of thing. So Yeah, that was what we were up to over the weekend. So, yeah, hope you guys had a great spring break. If you had spring break or if you've got spring break coming up, definitely, I hope you're going to have something planned just to kind of have some fun and make some memories. That was kind of our thing was just getting to make the memories with our boys. So I'm going to head to our first break right now, and then we will come back and we will discuss what we've been watching this week.
0: Stay tuned. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life.
1: And we are back. Thank you again so much for tuning in to episode 19 of the Dad DeLorean podcast. We want to hear from you anytime you've got something you want to discuss, whether it be anything nerd-related, anything like what's on streaming, that sort of thing. I definitely want to be able to hear from you. You can reach out to me at podcast at gmail.com if you want to do it via email. If you want to reach out to us on Instagram, that's been the most popular way by far. It's podcast. So that is kind of the two main ways you can reach us. There's other ways you can reach us. You can reach out to our website, thedeaddeLorean.net. There's a contact form on there if you want to do that. Otherwise, those are really the main ways that people have been reaching out and discussing things with me. So this week, what we've been watching, well, I think I would have to be remiss if I did not mention Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, guys, I'm doing my best to really judge this as a whole as opposed to individual episodes from the first two episodes I can tell you I am not as excited about it as I thought I would be just because it feels the pacing is a little bit slow like you get the really great set piece action in both episodes first with Falcon going against Batroc the Leaper which by the way um seeing him in the movie at the beginning really made me think back to captain America and the winter soldier and that fantastic fight. So kind of seeing Sam stack up against him, that was a lot of fun and just doing basically what, Cap did, but doing it jumping out of a freaking airplane was pretty awesome. But then this week's episode was when they got to face off against the Flag Smashers and finding the girl that they thought was the hostage, which, uh, spoiler alert, was actually the leader of the Flag Smashers. And I kind of feel like they are kind of being set up as the fake out villains. Like it's one of those things where they're evil but in a noble cause kind of way and you've got the power broker was mentioned in this episode which it sounds like they may have stolen the super soldier serum from him and are now talking through how to go about doing that um yeah well um anyway that'll be interesting to see how that all plays out because for those of you who aren't familiar the character of us agent aka the new cap which is about as loved as new coke right now um The character does not have super soldier powers. He is fresh, homegrown, whatever type of boy he is. I don't know if he's from Iowa or whatever. But regardless, his whole thing is he's currently not powered. And so he gets into these fights trying to be the guy. Only he's not got the advantages of Cap. And so that is, I think, something where I think... By the end of the season, he's probably going to be going just a little bit on the crazy side. Maybe it's just me, but I mean, the guy feels disrespected by Cap's former colleagues who rightfully feel disrespected by him. Like, the whole thing is going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out. I think Bucky kind of feeling a certain amount of anger at. Sam for turning over the shield in the first place. And then kind of feeling like that ties back to his assessment. Like if cap was wrong about you, what, what does that mean? He was about me kind of thing. And so, Kind of seeing Bucky deal with his traumas and all of that has been very interesting. It's also very interesting to find out that there was a Korean War Captain America who was black and who had previously fought Bucky, but Bucky never actually mentioned that to Steve. And I thought that was very interesting. I think it's very integral to the plot in terms of, you know, they're introducing other characters because as I understand it, I think his grandson was going to wind up being the Patriot. At least he is in the comics. And so they introduced him. They didn't really name him, but it's one of those things when you start getting into the Young Avengers, which they're really trying to set up here in a lot of different ways because you've got Kate Bishop showing up in Hawkeye. You've got Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. Like, you've got a bunch of different things going on that I think Marvel is kind of setting up for their long game to get the Young Avengers together. You've got the Maximoff kids... Those were both Young Avengers. It'll be very interesting to see how it all winds up playing out. But regardless, the uh, that was a very interesting plot point because it also touches back on the history of the U.S. Army and different things where they did actually do some pretty heinous stuff at different times. And, you know, you don't think about it necessarily now because it's something that's not necessarily as clearly defined now in history books, we kind of brush it under the rug, but there were some experiments that they did over time that they really shouldn't have been doing. And, you know, I get that in this case, it's a fictional instance, but it still is kind of the idea behind it. So it was a very interesting kind of emotional piece to it. And I think it will be interesting to see kind of how everything evolves over the course of this season. But again, it is one of those things where I kind of feel like we should have already been with Bucky and Sam together by the end of the first episode. And by the end of the second episode, Zemo should have already been in play instead of just getting that quick glance of him uh, sitting in his cell. So like I said, I'm doing my best in this case to try and really, really give them some grace and go, okay, I know that this is going to build up from where we currently are. It's going to be a little bit, I'm just taking a deep breath, kind of letting it go. And we'll kind of assess everything when we get to the end of it. Overall, I mean, I don't dislike the show. It's just, it's not been the kind of pacing that I enjoy. I kind of feel like it could be a little bit faster paced and it kind of feels a little more drawn out. So, the other... big thing that we watched this weekend was actually the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, which that I will say that hit all the right nostalgic notes. I think it is something where you take a series like the Mighty Ducks and you look at those movies and I mean, they were corny sports films, but they were a lot of fun and they had a lot of heart, you know, that sort of thing. And I think they really, the Mighty Ducks are one of the few movies that's ever launched a sports franchise because now we have the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And so kind of just getting into that and really kind of seeing that kind of evolution. Because at this point, the Ducks, who were at the last that we saw them, you know, they started out as the kind of lovable losers, and then they started winning games, and then they go on to the Junior World Games, and then they wind up going off to some preppy school. All of that, like, it was a very interesting kind of storyline. And, you know, you end that storyline with Gordon Bombay heading off to kind of be the man somewhere else. Like it's, I believe if I remember correctly, he was going to be a coach. And so that was kind of the thing there was just him. That's where you left him. And so now you get back into the original kind of location, so to speak. Except now you find out the Ducks have gone on to be kind of the state powerhouses. So they're now what the Hawks were back in the 1990s. Like they were the undefeated state champions. Everybody wanted to play for them. And you've got one of the kids playing there that winds up getting cut. And his mom is the wonderful, wonderful Lauren Graham who... If you had ever told me I needed the Gilmore Girls' mom in a hockey mo- he movie or a hockey show, like, I probably would have laughed at you. But honestly, I think she's doing a great job with it as kind of that overbearing helicopter mom who's trying to do everything. And she's a single parent. You know, her son doesn't have this fa- her, a father figure. And winds up, they decide to start their own team. They need to get a team together. And so the first episode is really about them assembling the team and getting ready for actually playing hockey. And it was very interesting because then you find Gordon Bombay in this rundown ramshackle ice arena and you find out that he's basically living in his office. He's eating stale cake, which there's a whole funny story about. Apparently, Emilio Estevez decided to try to be healthier for this, so he asked if they could make it as cornbread. And uh, cornbread apparently does not work the same as cake when you're trying to deliver lines. So, uh, yeah, that was apparently kind of a fun thing. But anyway... They wind up going and working out a deal where he's going to rent them the ice arena because she's found money that the city is allowing for that kind of use. And so they get the team together, and it's going to be her coaching, which I think there's going to be a lot of assistance coming from him over the course of this. I think he's going to eventually warm up, but he's in a different place than we left him because he left as the hockey coach of a college and then winds up, you know, owning this ice arena, which I think he inherited from Hans and he's living there. Like he, this is his life now. He doesn't like hockey. He doesn't like kids. And like, it's weird is, huh? Is what he kind of says on that is like, yeah, no, this is bizarre, but here I am. And he's jaded. He's definitely jaded. Something's hurt him over the years. And it'll be very interesting to see where that all plays out. I did hear that in an upcoming episode, you're going to get a quite a few of the alums from the Ducks and there's going to be an experience where they're going to this gala and they invite him and it winds up being awkward but it also I think helps him remember what it was that he was doing in the first place so it'll be very interesting to see how this all plans out like it's I think it's 10 episodes is the number of episodes that they've picked up for this so it'll be very interesting to kind of see how it all plays out I am excited for it because it does kind of hit those nostalgic notes. The question is, how are they going to twist it? Like it can't just be, we're going to recreate the mighty ducks because uh, obviously the mighty ducks are still doing okay at this point. So the uh, experience of this group is going to be completely different. And I think that's going to be kind of what makes it interesting is just kind of seeing how they go and take this franchise and bring it back as a series as opposed to in another movie. So that was the other thing one other thing i meant to mention this last week and then i didn't wind up getting to it was watching the snyder cut of justice league and i will tell you guys i've been watching it in segments and i'm only about halfway through it and that is just because i've not really had the time to sit down and watch it and it's one of those things that my wife has no interest in it so i'm not going to sit down and watch it with her and I just don't sit down by myself and watch stuff a whole lot. Usually it'll be something where I will keep it running in the background while I'm trying to get some work done, things like that, and so I get a little snippet here, a little snippet there. It definitely shows a lot more character development, and I think that was one of the things that Dave and I were talking about during the Dead, Dorian, Covert meeting this month, is that you get a lot more character development, particularly with Cyborg and the Flash. The Flash actually gets a scene where he gets to save... Why can I think of her name all of a sudden? Um, Iris West goodness gracious I was thinking and I could only think of the actress that plays her on The Flash and not her, the character's name so any case so Iris West he basically gets to save her from getting crushed by a garbage truck and so that was kind of a fun little scene just to see that and then also getting to go back and see things like cyborgs kind of before he had his accident and after he had his accident and kind of getting a little bit more of his motivation there and you know, what's happened with him. It's very interesting to me too. Like I don't remember if this scene was in there in the original or not, but there was a sequence where it's talking about the flashback and when dark came the first time and they had to fight him And all of that, and there was a Green Lantern, although it wasn't any recognizable Green Lantern, but you did get to see a Green Lantern briefly. And so it was very interesting to see that, but it was definitely not as big of a deal as I was expecting seeing a Green Lantern in the movie would have been. And again, this may have been in the original movie, it's been so long since I've seen the original movie that I honestly don't remember, but... It was very interesting to see a Green Lantern of any sort in there, even if it wasn't Ryan Reynolds, because, uh, well, that would have been really super awkward since that movie was not great. And I don't think it was really tied to this universe, but that was that was definitely an interesting little thing there. I think it'll be interesting to finish. I'm not so far liking it much better than I liked the first one, other than you do get a little more character development, but... I think this is going to be one of those moments where I get done with it and be like, that's four hours of my life. I'm never getting back. And that was kind of how I felt about Batman versus Superman too. Like I got through that one and I'm like, I'm never getting that time back. Am I? And I went back and actually watched Batman versus Superman, the extended cut for that eventually. And it made things make a little more sense, but it was still like, Oh, that is a long movie. And so getting four hours, like I'm two hours deep. We'll see how I finish. But uh, that has been kind of my interesting thing, is just doing that. Outside of streaming stuff, I've been playing Fortnite a little bit more. And, like, it's one of those things... I really started out because I really wanted the Mandalorian skin. And uh, so, obvious reasons for that. And I did manage to unlock everything. And it was a grind. Like, uh, let me tell you right now, like... I should have started probably at the beginning of the Battle Pass and taken the full 90 days to do that. I had about 30 days, and so my wife can attest, I spent a lot of late nights up playing and trying to get everything through, and uh, I I did it. I got through all 100 levels needed to unlock the entire Beskar armor, but... Oh, I don't think I've grinded anything that hard since my days back in playing Star Wars Galaxies. That was a long, long thing. So I'm still playing that a little bit, even though that I've got the Mandalorian armor now. And I did go ahead and do the battle pass for this pat- round, and I'm just kind of having some fun with it. It's been interesting because the game changed a bit from the uh, previous iteration, and I understand from people who've been doing this longer that it's probably been like that for a while they change things up a little bit here a little bit there but this interesting kind of change is adding wild animals to the mix and apparently you can tame the wild animals i haven't actually gotten to the point where i've tamed any of them yet but that is one thing that is definitely new and exciting and it was very different for me kind of getting in there and also adding bows honestly it's one of those things where i didn't think that adding bows would make that big of a difference but i've honestly gotten really good with the bow to the point where i'm almost exclusively running around with the bow if i have one and upgrading those getting them the explosives or getting them the fire arrows like It's been a lot of fun. I had a situation where I was watching a couple of guys battling it out and they were doing it on a wooden structure and I basically planted a fire arrow at the base of their structure so they wound up both falling to their doom because they'd gotten it up pretty high. And uh yeah, so that was that was a lot of fun, but you know, just getting to do the crafting, that's also been very different from my previous experiences with it, but it's it's a lot of fun. I'm I will tell you, I'm getting really good at taking people out who aren't looking for me when I'm at a distance with the arrows. I think my longest kill so far is over 150 yards. I somehow managed to snag a headshot at that distance. I don't know how. It was just one of those I fired the arrow and it just happened to be in exactly the right leading position where he ran right into where I needed him. So, yeah, that's been, that's been kind of my fun as of late. It's been kind of getting through in that and, you know, unlocking some of the character skins. Like, this particular round, the big one is actually Lara Croft from the Tomb Raider series. And uh, so I've got a couple versions of her skin unlocked so far, as well as all of the accessories for her. But then there's, you know, the other random characters that they throw on there that aren't necessarily, like, normal characters like you would expect. Like, um... Master Chief, or as some people would say, the guy from Fortnite, which isn't actually right, that was a TikTok meme, for those of you who weren't aware, but there's somebody who sees that in Halo and is like, it's the guy from Fortnite, and then everybody's like, I'm throwing hands with a child, and yeah, it was, it was definitely a strange little meme, but regardless, yeah, so it's been interesting with that, I really, really seriously considered picking up the Captain America skin when it was available, I did not i really wanted it but i just didn't want to justify spending the uh, money for it so uh yeah but i am currently saving up pretty much all of the v bucks that i earn on this battle pass and putting them away for if i decide that there's something else that i want later just because i don't like i'm not one of those people i have to own every single outfit for every single character like and it's that's just not me particularly with this like i understand there are people who've gotten into a ridiculous amount of payments of this and uh I'm not going to do that, but it was very interesting to get in there and get to do Mando and now kind of having a little more time to work on that battle pass as opposed to like, let me cram through all of this as quickly as humanly possible. Like I'm already up to level 25 and I haven't really been playing that much. So it's been kind of a fun thing for me. So, all right, we are going to head to our last break and then we're going to come back this week. We're not going to use a pod deck question in the week, but we are going to have a question of the week. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back. Thank you again so much for tuning in. This week, I'm doing things a little bit different. I've still got my pod decks, and I still plan to use that in future. But this week in particular, I had something come up that I think was really thought-provoking. So I decided to go ahead and run with it. As a lot of you know, we've been in this whole global pandemic thing for just over a year now. And, you know, it's been a lot of stuff that we've not been able to do, not been able to spend time with our families, things like that. And I just want to know from you, what is one positive thing that you can see coming out of everything that's happened with COVID this year? I can think of two things right off the top of my head. One of them I already mentioned, and that was the wait time at Moe's, just because, yes, it's a ridiculous wait time. But also, I don't foresee them getting rid of the ability to text somebody to let them know their table's ready. And so I think in future that will probably be something that still works for them and they'll probably continue to use that. And that just means that I'm not going to have to sit around half the time waiting for somebody to open up a table at Moe's. I'm pretty excited about that prospect, to be totally honest with you. The other thing that I think is going to come out of this is I think we are going to start to really value the face-to-face relationships that we get with people because... Some of the people that we know, we haven't seen in over a year, and that's just been how it is because, you know, you know, some people have legitimate concerns, things like that. Other people just aren't wanting to leave the house right now, and so it's just something where, really, I think there's a lot of good that's going to come for it. I think we're going to really value those friendships that we have and getting to spend time face-to-face with friends once we're all out of this, so... That, I think, is my thing. What do you think is going to be the kind of big thing with that? I want to hear from you. Definitely reach out to me. You can reach out to me via the DMs over at Instagram at the Podcast. You can reach out to me via email at the at gmail.com. And, yeah, that is it for this week. Thank you again for tuning in. We will see you next week. And remember, parenting is a complicated profession. Stay safe out there, my friends. Take care.